0: chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea. 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson
1: and it's Salah could lift it. Still Salah. so long two strikes as quick as lightning
2: the ghost goal podcast
1: welcome back to the ghost goal podcast it's mid february and we're almost back to the champions league we have a heavy favorite for the Premier League title. Aston Villa piled more problems on for Arsenal as they got a 1-0 win early Saturday morning over the Gunners. Manchester United thought they had a home win against Everton, but the Toffees were able to score a last second goal and snag a point thanks to a goal from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Tottenham were able to get back onto the win column after a dreadful run when they beat West Brom 2-0. Harry Kane back in the lineup and back on the score sheet. Wolves and Leicester went scoreless before champions Liverpool fell four one at home to Manchester City, City are officially on one of those runs. Pep gets that win at Anfield, and the new manager bounce is well and truly live as Chelsea got a two one victory over Sheffield United. Both goals coming from the Chelsea midfield from Jorginho and Mason Mount. I'm Andrew Passaro. Welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast alongside Alex Moss and Javier Arevalo. How's everybody doing today?
0: Well, my team lost, so it sucks, and they lost. No more again. weather reports. No, no, no like weather that? reports, Alex. <laughs> We're not doing that, you know. This week, that was only last <laughs> week.
1: Well, I mean, to, uh, if we're doing the, how are we doing? Um, Sunday was truly one of those I hate sports days. Oh God, because Tom only, Brady won again, and then. Well, for well, yes, but let me let me break this down for you. I went right from Manchester City ripping my heart out and stamping all over it into putting on the capitals flyers game which as soon as i turned it on the flyers just also ripped my heart out and, and skated over it and uh i had i put in six bets on the chiefs buck super bowl five of them were on the chiefs <laughs> and none of those hit like multiple of them were like just players scoring touchdowns none yeah. of those hit the over yeah, didn't don't hit. don't bet on like, that Stick cool. to Premier League. Stick to Premier League. Yeah. Stick to what you're good at. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I didn't do. I didn't do
1: great in that because Manchester United. I literally had them at both teams to score, and I walked out the door being like, "Okay, it's three-two. I have to get to church. This is fine." And then fucking Dominic Calvert Lewin just. It, it would uh, be. It
2: would be really useful if you had a podcast you could listen to where some pretty knowledgeable guys predicted a draw. On that didn't didn't we predict a draw? I feel like we. I feel like. Wasn't
0: I damn close though? I was literally thirty seconds away. I was thirty seconds. Yeah, I mean you should have listened. You should have listened. I did listen. I texted you guys. Great pot. Everton like Everton were Everton were they were pretty fucking good, just like they've been all season. And I mean they take advantage of their chances. Yeah, Yeah. second half they were good. Second half they were good. But United United right now are really confident still thinking that they can still challenge for the title probably less now no. less so now manchester
1: united are frauds they are Javier. frauds i've already they're, said it on
0: this frauds. pod they're not going to challenge for the title i said that city was going to run away with it in like by 15 points and i like stand by that if they win their game at hand they're going to be 8 points clear in february which if you're manchester city sorry nobody's catching you like they're not so I guess we can start there with the
1: Everton. Yeah, I mean Justin we're already United in that. Game. We're already in there. Uh, we're already yeah. in the middle of it. Cavani in the twenty fourth. Bruno Fernandez. That was that was a fucking brilliant goal right before the half, and then he's, Everton get right back into it early in the second probably half. Probably the best player in the league this Thomas. year, right? Like,
0: yeah, I don't I know think who's so. really better than I him. Hope. Like you, you can argue Jack Grealish, but
1: you can argue Grealish. I mean, if Salah wins another Golden Boot there's a there's a there's an argument there it depends if it's like a golden boot with
0: like 21 or 22 goals which like kind of looks like it might be this year it's different than when you win the golden boot with like 30 or 31 or like you know like a nice figure and your team actually I agree does something with it if you win the golden boot and you have 22 Um, goals like all right whatever like Aubameyang when he had 23 I'll throw out a name
1: I'll throw out a name for player of the year what about Ruben Diaz
2: yeah, I've seen that one started to be thrown around. Maybe like just because, maybe like yeah. new newcomer of the year, like you know, first like they,
0: we don't have that award in like
2: we don't have a rookie, a rookie of the, of the year, year, but like if rookie of the of year, the year I, I could I could go there. Well, so the the, the case for Ruben Dias would be that there is no clear standout, and that the standout unit probably of the league season so far has been Manchester City's defense, and the one difference between their defense last year and, and this year, their main difference is Ruben Diaz. And, I mean, he does that extremely well, defends, but I don't know. I feel like you need to have, like, a Van Dyke or John Terry 2005 level season to, to win that award. Like, you, you, you need to be, like, agree. head and shoulders ahead of everyone else, and it's completely Well, if they go the unanimous. rest of the
0: season and concede, I don't know, five or six more goals, which that's kind of the pace they're going right now, like, Liverpool... Like they're just they haven't conceded many goals. Like they conceded one to Liverpool, and then that's the only one they've conceded, I think, in like nine or ten games in the league. And, and now they're they conceded to f- Chelsea. The Chelsea game. That's yeah. Well, okay, but now I'm getting I'm getting on City talk now. But we should we should f- finish
2: the yeah, Everton. Gotta, let's back, let, let's yeah. let me let
1: me. I, I, let me get this I train was just back. I was okay, just okay, saying so. about
2: Deish so, that he that, that's the argument. But like if you're talking about like the most. Uh, influential attacking player, it's either Bruno Fernandez or Jack Grealish in terms of like the effect they've had on their team and the level of importance they have.
0: I'm going to and- throw in, if somehow Tottenham make top four, it's going to be because of Heung-Min Son, who's, I think, having his best season in the league ever. I st- here's the thing. But I don't think Tottenham he's like... Top
1: four. I- Tottenham making top four and Aston Villa, let's say they finish sixth and qualify for European competition, it's going to go Grealish. For two reasons. One, Villa was almost relegated last year. Should have been relegated last year. Jack Grealish is English. Jack Grealish is English. So they will absolutely give this award to an Englishman before they give it to somebody from South Korea or they give it to someone from Portugal.
2: Also, Jack Grealish's team didn't stink for a big chunk of the season. You know. Let's be fair to Aston Villa here. And be fair to Jack Grealish. I don't know. I'm just. Well, let's see. Hear yeah, you. let's see. If, I, let's I just see can't if, believe. I think we've, if anything, we, me and Andrew have been a little bit too nice and a little bit too like accepting of Javier's continued sucking off of Tottenham, even when they're like in terrible form. No, no, like, no, no. We just ignored He'll, him I, being I like. I think like this is the year Alex that Tottenham you, wins you the league. Time, I, like I, I ribbed you for that at the time, but I realize now that I needed to be more harsh on you. Like the I fact see, that you're an Arsenal yeah, fan, doing that. I said it was that, a
0: possibility, Alex.
2: Uh, yeah, but you kept saying it over and over and over again, and you kept no, convincing I I yourself it wh- of it. I said it a every single week.
1: These are all you only do this to reverse jinx it, and you don't have the the history of the reverse jinx on the history of this podcast. Like, to, if there's one person fair,
2: who's the king of the reverse, to train, be fair, jinx. I tried to use a a reverse reverse. Well, you jinx thought Chelsea this week. was going to win the this, league, no, idiot? Fuck! I, I, need, I need you to hear this. I need you to hear this. I tried to pull a reverse reverse jinx and predict a three-one win for Villa. Thinking this will get Arsenal to wake the fuck up and beat Villa and stop Villa from going past Chelsea because that's how low Arsenal have sank. and they still lost. So my my reverse no, jinxes don't no, even work me, anymore. An
1: intellectual. <laughs> Me, an intellectual, told you all to bet on Aston Villa. Yeah, I mean, the I picked winning, them on
2: did. the pod, but I, while I was picking them, I was like, <laughs> "Please don't let this happen. Please let this like come back and Arsenal get a draw or like a win or something." Because I need Villa to start dropping points. All right, back
1: to we were talking about Ruben Diaz. We talked about bad defenses, so let's throw back to talking about Manchester United. Uh, Cavani, Fernandez in the that first was well half, Di Rodriguez in in the in the, in the second half. Scott McTominay continues his fine form, getting a goal in the 70th. And Calvert-Lewin icing the cake and stealing the point for Everton. And the other notable was that uh, Paul Pogba went off in this match for Manchester United. Um, And we'll see how that long-term, if that's going to be a long-term injury or not. That's still up in the air. But
0: he he was playing pretty well. I think they're going to miss him. You know, I I think that's the type of player that he was was starting to come into form. He was getting goals for them. He was dictating their play a game. But Scott McTominay has been phenomenal. Um, he scored a lot of goals recently, it feels like, in the Cup and for Manchester United, like, important goals. And I don't know. For me, he's a player who can... He seems to be like he's actually going to be good enough to make it in that Manchester United team in the future. Really I, like I McTominay. Think
1: he's, I think he's in the team. Yeah. I think he's... Like, he,
0: he's going to be a starter. Like, physically, too. I think he's in front of Fred, He's He's honest. a big guy. In, in the, he's super fast. It's like... I would say probably his like biggest weakness is his passing, but he's starting to even
2: get better there, so I would liken him to Darren Fletcher, the other Scottish midfielder that was part of those Sir Alex Ferguson teams. Absolutely, and wasn't, absolutely that's wasn't a great, super important. Great thought. And yeah. Big can definitely surpass him in terms of his importance. I feel like his goal scoring is, like is and, a little bit
0: better than Fletcher's.
2: Yeah, but for like his late runs into the like box. This, he would prop up he would like have the same type of goals like set pieces yeah. and then right. like when the ball just falls to him at the, outside the box and there's no one marking him because he's not like a big like glamour name in the team uh, they they can both have like a pretty big impact on, on the game and it works well cuz they're both scottish so i think the 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 less of an issue with pogba's injury is that is pogba not playing i think Pogba playing is obviously good for United right now, but I think the more important thing is that Matic doesn't play. And as long as their midfield is still kind of consisting of McTominay and Fred with you know Bruno or whoever else just ahead of them, they can still win games without Pogba. It's when you introduce Matic to that midfield, and he's, at this point, he can barely move. He was one of the reasons they struggled so much against West Ham the other day in the FA Cup and only we won time. We have to mention De Gea, who... Yeah, uh, De Gea in this game, I think he just probably was at fault the, for the last that, two goals. Yeah, if you don't have De Gea making mistakes at the back, United are winning most of these games. It seems like all these games they've dropped points in at home. The, he fucked Everton up two Sheffield, passes. He fucks up. He yeah, has it's just major like fuck fuck ups. It's, really, uh, really big fuck ups. It's it's a problem for sure, and I don't know. Maybe they roll with Henderson for a little bit now because he just uh, got the clean sheet against West Ham in the FA Cup. They've got West Brom this weekend. Maybe they can trust him with it for a game or two and see if they keep a run of clean sheets going. So I'm not ruling anything out at this point because De Gea made some awful, awful mistakes in uh, both that Everton game and the Sheffield loss at Old Trafford last week.
1: Yeah, that, is that, that's what I was going to say. Like, Is that the big fix? Is, is it really just change the goalkeeper? Well, Do we trust the center when defense? When you have
2: two goalkeepers who are that good and Henderson... I mean, he's had his his mistakes, too. That's the reason he's not been in the team uh, or been the starter all season. He's been given a few chances here and there not been able to grasp them. But I think when you're coming down like close to the business end of the season now and you are in pole position in top four. And, you know, theoretically still kind of in the title discussion, but more so you don't want to slip into the kind of form that's troubled Chelsea, Tottenham, all, all of these teams below them, even Liverpool, that's like kind of ha- has them, you know, looking behind them, looking over their shoulder and there, thinking, OK, multiple top four There's a point behind you guys right now, yeah. Yeah, so United, I don't think, are that far off of that, that with their current form in mind. I know yeah, they have I mean, the 9-0, I- uh, but current form in mind it's uh you have to be willing to make difficult decisions at a at a pivotal point in the season like this i, I don't know if they'll do it they uh, solskjaer might just stick with De Gea in premier league games and he's just giving henderson a chance in the cup but with the amount of like mistakes he's made i definitely wouldn't be surprised if they changed it but i was going to say even the even
0: pogba going down Signing Donny van de Beek, who is probably si- really signed as the replacement for when Pogba inevitably leaves this summer, I feel like he's going to get way more game time next season, and maybe he'll just be reintroduced into the team now, or like start getting regular starts in the league, and then he started in the yeah, cup and game. then we won't see you know Pogba anymore, pretty much. Maybe in a Manchester you know, if the injury is bad, we might see him coming off the bench or something. But I think it'd be. I, I saw. I don't think they—they'll actually maybe February. miss Pogba that much. Now that I'm thinking about it again, um, I know I said earlier they would, but maybe it'll be for the best for them to to start moving on from him. So, but I mean, Bruno Fernandez I, I, is the man. Think- so if he ever goes down, Man United are going to be complete like shit. But you know, right now he's just bossing the team, and whenever he's in any game he's in, they have a chance to win because he can do something spectacular, and he just goes on like 15, 20 minute spells of good form he did it in this one you know he had he had his, his his moments where he just completely changed the game and honestly united should have easily won this game <laughs> like they probably should have won 3-1 but they they made some bad mistakes and they really fell asleep defensively yeah they too. really fell asleep and everton are 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 their hounds this season you know if you let them they will pounce on you and come back in these games and they're a very, very good side they
2: did they did it to spurs one five four 5 4 today so um, yeah, that's nine, eight goals. Yeah, eight goals in their last two games. That FA Cup five four win. Yeah, I mean and 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 Dominic Calvert Lewin did United. go down
0: injured. We don't know for how long or what that the news is on. That's going to be. Uh, Alex and I both brought him in in fantasy. We're like, damn it! <laughs> of course, goes off injured.
2: I knew, I knew the risks.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think I think both of these teams are going to be probably in it for top four to the end of the season. I think Manchester United. will most likely make it and Everton will see but they're they're I'm sure they fancy themselves with the way they've been playing and the way that they've been playing big teams as well they haven't you know gotten blown away we haven't seen them get destroyed like we saw in previous seasons where they would still pick on like the mid and low table teams but then lose in, in big games so
1: let's see how Everton do this weekend they got a game against Fulham they won 3-2 earlier this season they you know they've but here's the thing Everton have kind of been an up and down at times team this year like they'll go on they'll win like two games then they'll draw a game and they'll lose and they'll win two games like I they haven't been outside of the top
0: four convert like they've been in like the top six at they've, every yes, at all they've, been they've in never the dropped like eighth to tenth how like Chelsea have like Arsenal have
2: I think they may have they've on in on the games conversation played. I think they've fallen behind they, They've them and Villa have both had a couple of games in hand for most of the season they have two, they have two games in hand yeah. One of them is
1: against Aston Villa, in fact. So that is that is worth noting. Manchester um, United go to West Brom this weekend. They should be able to get all three points regardless of who's in goal in on that one. And like I said, uh, Everton taking on Fulham. I feel like that game has the opportunity to maybe open up a little bit Guys, more. Guys, I think,
0: I think it's kind of do-or-die times for the relegation teams right now because there's an eight-point gap right now between all of them, and Brighton... Burnley and Newcastle, they're all still randomly picking up wins. So like yeah. that window for coming back is
2: is narrowing right now. I, I I'm starting to think it might be past do or die time for the uh the I bottom three. Like there was a moment a couple of weeks ago where those three teams, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield, you know, needed to switch back on and needed to hope that Brighton stayed on their bad run and that Newcastle stayed on their bad run. And those two teams, exactly Brighton and Newcastle, have picked up wins. Uh, Even Burnley had a nice little spurt there where they beat Liverpool away. Yeah, beat us. Yeah, eight points. It seems like too much now. Sheffield were the only team of those bottom three that kind of woke up, but they were the furthest one behind. So now they're just right about the same level as Brighton and Fulham, but still eight points behind uh, the rest of the teams that are safe. Three
1: of them. All three of them have tough games this week. Brighton plays Aston Villa. West Ham hosts Sheffield United. And Everton playing host to Fulham. Those are th- I don't see any of them getting three
2: points in any of those but games. You can't say that right now because of Brighton beating Liverpool. What?
1: Oh, I'm not I'm not Brighton, not Brighton. I'm sorry. I meant Everton play Fulham, West Ham play Sheffield United, and West Brom host Manchester United. That's my bad. Oh, okay. I got I I lumped Brighton in there by mistake. I was talking about I was trying to talk about the bottom three, so that's my bad. But uh, yeah, I don't see any of the, those three getting points um and i i, I think i agree, i agree with you but I, I think we're set in stone i think we have our champion and i think we have our team that are getting relegated i think what's next is who's gonna get two three four five six and then depending on if seventh is a european spot or not based on who wins the fa cup and, I mean, that's, a, I guess, a good way to talk about Manchester City getting a 4-1 win at Anfield. This is Pep Guardiola's first ever win. It's at, at Anfield. Gundogan scoring early in the second half. He missed a penalty in the 37th. Salah hitting a penalty a minute later after Gundogan's goal. Gundogan scoring again. Sterling scoring both goals off of errors from Allison and Phil Foden scoring an absolute screamer in the 83rd minute, which, I have to say, fantastic goal. And and uh, this game sucked. Like it just sucked, and I understand what Klopp did with the lineup. I didn't agree with it. I thought we should have started one of the center backs. Uh, I th- like I I really we are missing that energy in midfield so much from Jordan Henderson, and they I think they've said that we've had a full week off, so they play Leicester early Saturday morning. I think it's an absolute lock that you're going to see at least one of the two center backs in the lineup against Leicester. Maybe both of that's, them. Who that's that's
0: three losses in a row. At home for little first time since
1: yeah. first time since nineteen sixty three. But at least they won the title that year. Uh, that's definitely not happening this year. Um, but I mean, I can't say more than I already said on Twitter on Sunday. Manchester City have been a fantastic team. They're on a roll. Like
2: they're um, on an
0: imperial death march. You're, like you're we no, said no. on no, the no, last. You're party. not getting
2: away that easy. Manchester it's, City may be on a roll, but you guys had a chelsea at stanford bridge level like wh- what's the word i'm looking for you guys just fell Collapsed. apart like you just gifted yeah. them two goals at the beginning of the second half within yep. 3 minutes of each other and like, there was a penalty that Gunduin missed in the first half which was another right. just gift to, yeah
0: it should have been there 5-1 were,
2: like city were definitely the better team but you guys gave it to them in a in a, a gift wrapped bag it was kind of unnerving to see like obviously there's the lineup issues that it can just be Hurled out there, but like but how dreadful Allison, like a
0: back four is. Oh, Allison as well.
2: I mean, yeah, you have to blame Allison. Allison was fucking. Yeah, Allison is one hundred percent to blame.
0: I don't think he was one hundred percent ready to go.
1: He missed the midweek game due to illness, and like I guess it's an excuse. But you know what did he have? Did he have like a cold? Was he one hundred percent ready to go? Like what did he miss the midweek game for? That you played him instead of the Irish kid. I mean, yeah, they did... Really? Um, we're still at
2: the point where we can't pronounce, pronounce we, like Yes. <laughs> you're going to be yes. saying that name for a long time, Andrew. He's a fut- future Liverpool star. <laughs> I
1: wouldn't I say know, that. I don't, I don't mean, believe Allison's that. Allison's going to be around for a <laughs> long time, and they've got some kid, some 17-year-old Brazilian kid who, like Allison, baptized in the off season. So, um, you know, we're just going to hand the, 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 the gloves from one Brazilian number one to the next one. But... Um, you know, if they go from the loss against Brighton to the loss against Manchester City and it's only a few days and I don't know. I, this I think is the best Ilkay
0: Gundogan we've seen since he's gotten to Manchester I mean, come City. Come on, we, ha-
2: we have to get Andrew, We didn't have Andrew on for last week after they'd lost to Brighton at home yeah. and now we've got like them losing to Man I, I, City. Like, I, we, so we, we got to, yes, okay. no, to shit on him? No, we don't have to shit on him. I'm saying we have to get yes. his opinion on what the fuck is going on. No, like, yeah, exactly.
1: It, I think to some extent... like that mentality that I talked about earlier in the season and then we haven't seen it with the center backs back but I think to some extent they lost some of the mojo of just like we the things just aren't going their way that we're going their way in years past and I think that's showing up is that you're just not seeing and I wouldn't necessarily say it's effort I just think that like this team is losing faith in each other at times and not that we need to blow the roster up, and that we need to make drastic changes, or we need new ownership,
0: or we need to go, you know, invest Listen, super heavily. I, like I think long, that you're being you're being like way pieces, too dramatic. But I think yeah, losing Van Dyke makes this team like just completely like you uni- like it's, your, it's he's pretty much your second best player, like pretty close to it. I think possibly your best. We talked player, about it yeah. last I, week. I would say he's,
2: he's your best player.
1: So, like, losing a he's player that most, big? He's the most important player and the like,
2: hardest to replace. Right, it's, it's like, this, this season's like a wash for you guys. It's like asking me to pick between John Terry, I, Frank honestly, Lampard, and Didier right. Drogba. Honestly, like... like, yeah.
0: like This this season's a wash for you guys. Like, if you get top four, I think that's good. I like I don't expect you to like have to win anything after something crazy like that happens. Like, I don't think you should like be like making all these like wanting all these players out. I feel like not being missing like the biggest leader in your team and the biggest defensive presence just completely changes this team and makes everyone on the team, not just like the back line, but like the front line in the midfield, is not going to perform as well without him on the pitch. So like. I, just, I made the
1: point. I made the point on Twitter. Don't like, worry about it. Honestly, like just you just got to make
0: top four. Even if not you just don't, what he,
1: it's not just what Van Dyke adds to the defense, but like, wh- like remember the ball that he played against Bayern in the Champions League the year they won yeah. it. That like crazy pass that he hit to Mane on the break, then Mane sent you know Neuer to, to the ground. So, like you're just missing so much of the way we typically play, and like you're not seeing like last year at this point Trent and Andy Robertson probably had six or seven assists. I put a future on Trent Alexander-Arnold to lead the Premier League in assists after what the way that they played last year. And like now they're throwing crosses in and it's like why are you doing this? Like they're not it's it's the whole style of play that they did last year has broken and like this is an this is Something that I will say about Klopp, it's like it's a very tough task to try to like change the way that the team is playing in the middle of season when you've had an injury like this. But like, if it's not working, you can't like. The definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and over again. And I kind of feel like they need to like maybe change up the formation, maybe like change up something that's gonna do something different because at this point, like everybody knows what you're getting, and. We can't keep doing it the same way we've been doing it. So, if I want to criticize Klopp for anything, it's that more so than like, but
0: it's a tough ask to do. But like like how like do not you really only Van Dyke is out, but like, like, Matt, like, all of your center backs are out Gomez and Matip. Literally all of like, them. Like, okay, like, what do you expect from Liverpool? Like, do you really want to like go in on them and say that they need so, to, like, okay. they don't, so uh, like, what,
2: it's this is just a crazy freak situation, dude. So, just to present the one like, slight like counter being argument, fucking dramatic. Like, I don't think it's just Virgil van Dyke is out. Like, therefore, the whole, whole team has gone to shit. I think it's a combination of that in such a, like, pivotal moment for every club where, you know, there's no stadium revenue coming in right now. Like, revenues overall are dropping. They also dropping. had, like, a COVID so outbreak in the squad. Yeah, like Thiago like got it. Salah to, to these, like to these games. I think it's a combination of that and just overall burnout from, you know, it's year five under Klopp coming up to year six. He, yep. We we've talked about this and discussed this as a possibility, uh, not just for Klopp, but last year under uh, Pep. We noted that Pep had been at Barcelona four years, Bayern Munich three years. He's not staying at these clubs, like usually for a long period of time, because, you know, you can only refresh the squad so much in a small period of time that it, the ideas are going to be fresh to those players. Most of this team has been there for, what would you say, like three to four years like most of the important, yeah, at a minimum. I mean, this is Salah's fourth season, and before Van Dyke was playing for Liverpool, you guys were scored You guys were known for your your offensive output and your you know your sieve like defense, where you could have a three or four goal lead, and it it might be up to question as to whether you keep the clean sheet or not. And and that was with center backs. So we kind of had the idea once Van Dijk went out and maybe in a couple of other injuries that those forward players are going to have to start making up for it even more now. And uh, I think you can put a good amount of blame on Salah and Mane, notably Salah maybe less because he's he's yeah. he's had spurts of this season where he's gone on gone on a tear and you know gotten important wins for them. But they've not been the same players that you just kind of expect to be in that fifteen to twenty plus goal ratio rate, range yeah, and, for and uh, Premier League.
1: Like I had someone make this point on Twitter like Manchester City because of that long run in Europe, they got an extra two weeks off over the summer. No and like-
2: no that's that's a bullshit thing. they they got like one week of rest between uh, where Liverpool were playing. like th- them and Manchester United because they both went to the Champions League and U- Europa League like semifinals or quarterfinals mm. or whatever, they played their first Premier League games like the next match week. That was the extent of the the break they received. Otherwise, they were like they were playing through that whole time that you guys were resting after the Premier League. Like, <laughs> sorry, I've seen Liverpool fans bring this up, and I've been like, no, that's not true. That's like they've got not gotten more rest. It's because fun, no, it's funny. The Everyone's eating a shit a sandwich.
1: sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, they have they have a big game against Leicester on the road this weekend, and I will say this too. And every team is affected about this, but, like, Liverpool really is one of those teams that does better when the fans are there. And I do think a couple of these games could have been changed by fan fans being there or not. But, like... It is what it is at this point. Like, you're just going to have to learn, with live with it. And I think that was a point you made last year, Alex, once we came back and we had the games with no fans. We were like, Manchester City are going to blow some teams out because it's going to be a training exercise. I specifically remember you said that. was, that. But that anyways, was the Leicester. joke.
2: Manchester City are already playing with no fans, so this will be no different to them.
1: I <laughs> think also that, too. Um, they play Leicester this weekend. I think they can get back on the score sheet. Like, I I still, th- I think they can get back on there and beat Leicester. Like, Lester, another team where it's like one week they win, one week they draw, one week they lose. Like they're playing in the midweek. I don't think Vardy's scored since he's come back. He, he I mean, just he's came back today. Do a goal against? Them. Yeah, but
0: Madison's on
1: very no, good form. No, he was back
2: against Wolves. Oh, he was back at Wolves. He, okay.
1: he was back against Wolves. Madison's playing well, but they
0: um, they do they are having trouble. I think scoring goals now. Yeah. So they've historically done well against Leicester City. They also have a ridiculously on- high amount of penalties won, which, like, that can't keep continuing. Like, they can't just keep winning, like, all their games with penalties and, like, screamers. I mean, maybe they can, but if they. You got to think that the way they're playing now, they're going to have patches at bad form. I don't know if Liverpool, Liverpool are on a really bad run right now, but. Like, but as bad as their
1: run is, it's more. And yes, the Manchester City game. Like, I think was you guys have one of the worst defen-
0: defenses in the league right now.
1: Well, yeah, they're also starting two natural midfielders, and like there, Trent's and a terrible
0: defender. So it's really only Robertson yeah, who I wouldn't say terrible. I would bad. say he's
1: average. And when you're going up against Raheem Sterling, like, and I've said this before, like that's
0: why I say. It's this not every just Raheem. Week now. It's like a- every single Anderson. time someone plays Liverpool, they target Trent Alexander-Arnold and go at him, and he, I and would they get do by. The him. Same thing. So like. I would do the same but thing. But like now like, there's literally only why, one good why defender Joe in your Gomez back Gomez used to
1: play right back in all the big right. games. Like, go look at go, go look at the big games. Trent didn't start. Like, well, but but that's um, what I'm saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like you guys really only have Robertson, who's still uh, like attacking wise. He's still been pretty decent this season. He's still been pretty good. But like, obviously defensively, he can't be nearly as good when he doesn't have players to 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 protect yeah, I mean, for. Him. When he doesn't
1: have Virgil yeah. to his right. All right, look, I'm going to say Liverpool win 2-1 against Leicester. I think they go in and they get it done. I don't know who's going to score the goals, probably Salah. But uh, they have a great record against Leicester. They bashed them earlier this year, even without without Van Dijk. I'm going to say um, 2-2. And, I, and we're close to – we are – Getting closer by the day to Diego Jota coming back, which I think is the number one person who's going to benefit from this is Roberto Firmino because he's going to lose his starting spot. And when he loses his starting spot, he's either either A, going to like rest up, or B, he's going to get hungry and take that spot back. So I'm very excited for once that happens. But um, like I said, I'm going to take Liverpool 2-1. Alex, you got a scoreline?
2: Yeah, this one kind of screams 1-1 to me.
1: All righty. Let's double back here. Let's go to Aston Villa beating Arsenal. We mentioned this earlier. Uh, Ali Watkins scoring super early on in the game. Fucking and then stupid deflection.
0: Else. <laughs> like, come on, man. Is this. What is this? Is this three games? Are this the three fucking games, Martinez three becomes
1: a god.
2: A Arsenal right now. Uh, no, they true. United. No, two, two losses. Two. A,
1: two losses and a draw yeah. after two. beating Southampton.
2: After after having like four wins out of five. Listen, like, the, to, yeah, to but start, the, yeah, but but the, the 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 matter of the
0: losses, like the way that we've lost the games, isn't that worrying? It's worrying that Willian keeps getting minutes because every time he comes yeah. on, like we haven't done anything, and like he's just fucking useless every time he comes on. And he like just every Arsenal fan gets anxiety from him. Every every if you look at like all of like our like forums and everything, everyone's saying he's by far number one the worst player to ever play for Arsenal right now. Like, like in terms of minutes. Wait, wait, Okay,
2: I'm sorry. The ver- Lord the, Bender, the, has the worst to player say to, to ever play for Arsenal, comma right now. Like, is, is it <laughs> no, just no, 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 now no. or is it ever? Like, <laughs> no, no.
0: I was going to continue with that. He's the worst, like, signing that we've ever had, in terms of like how much money he's getting paid, uh, what his like production is right now. Hey, no transfer and fee. That he keeps getting minutes. That's the that's the problem. We've had bad players like Squalachi and like fucking. You know, Bentner, but, like, those players... Bentner got a lot of minutes, actually. So does Shamak. Oh, my God, we've had some really bad players.
2: I was going to say, too. like, Bentner should not be on the same list as Shamak and William Like, Bentner actually right. had, like, like a couple of good seasons for you guys where he was, like, your your best or second-best center yeah, forward.
0: Yaya yeah, so no yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. But, like, other than those players, I think William's worse because of how much he gets paid. And because of how many minutes he gets like as a starter and just like coming off at halftime instead of like some of our young players like Reese Nelson and like it was
2: Martinelli. Maitland Niles Martinelli. Yeah. You guys brought Willian on when Martinelli was sitting right there and you know, he, he could have he could have really helped in that game, way more than I, I think Willian uh, ended up doing. Yeah, so I, I'd agree with you there. But So Martinez but we, had a God game. Ryan played well as well.
0: I mean, it was honestly— No criticism prob- honestly, for
2: Cedric for the awful back pass that led to the goal? It was a terrible
0: back pass. It was but, a pretty terrible back pass, but he's playing out of position. Where is
2: Kieran Tierney? What have you guys done with Kieran Tierney? Do we need uh, to warn so his, his parents? His most recent scan where skin. he
1: always is, which is on the injury table. No, it's not. Every where
2: he week is. he's coming back. This week, guys, I think he's no. coming back. He, I he hope he's said, coming. He back. should coming back. I feel like Javier said
1: that the last four pods. I Kieran didn't say the last pod. Back, the last pod,
2: I said I, I wasn't sure. I, yes, what was you going did. On. I just listened to it earlier today. <laughs> you, you did, and I made the same joke, and I'm making the joke today to make sure that this pod also has the Kieran Tierney. We'll
0: be back this week guaranteed you know what's good for it's really
1: good for kieran tierney and arsenal fans everywhere that that andy robertson is scottish because that way kieran tierney won't get injured at the euros because he no, won't be, come playing. On. He'll he'll get, be he playing. playing
2: he'll definitely be playing he'll player. be there he'll 100% be they playing they play the two of, no he'll be there they he just play won't play the two He's of gonna them together play injured it. Andrew, when you're a team like Scotland or Ireland, if you have, yeah, you you have Seamus Coleman play, and right. Matt Doherty, you have to play them together. And if you have Robert Robertson and Tierney, you have to play those two together. You don't really have the ability to be like, ah, we don't need this player. Like, Kieran Tierney could easily play, like, in a
0: team. back five, a left center back, and then have Robertson. That'd be, like, a filthy, like, left center, like, left wing but yeah, this game was I can't like begrudge Villa the the win because they played well. Honestly, it was two teams who played well. Like Arsenal had a lot of ball possession. We progressed the ball in their third a lot, and we had a lot of like dangerous, kind of like half chances and opportunities. We had a few really nice shots on goal that Martinez made a save. But we weren't like ever out of the game. We were always in it, even with William Trash. So like, Villa had good chances. Villa have been good this season. Villa have like. They've had one or two kind of bad results, but they've been very good this year. So it's not the end of the world to lose to them. Like We know we're not going to get anything in the league this year because we'd have to get top five to get anything. I mean, sometimes it's it's top six, but that depends on if a team that finishes in the top five wins the FA Cup or the uh, Carabao Cup, which we know, I guess, one team... Well, maybe not. Maybe we don't know where Tottenham's going to finish. I
2: think seventh can become... Uh, Europa League. Yeah, Alex. Is that's right. if it two teams. On if that's if ca- the Carabao Cup and see, the I FA Cup
0: um, are won by a team who qualifies from the league. But in reality, Arsenal or the English league only has five places. But I don't think. Yeah, but it'll probably end up being about six places. But I don't think Arsenal. Like I don't really want to be in Europa next year again. If 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 that's what it comes down to, I'd rather be in the Champions League or just not really care about Europa. But. Yeah, I'm not. This isn't the end of the world. The league isn't. We have to win Europa this year. That's like our like big like goal this year to get back into the Champions League. So, all right. So Leeds, who are above you in the table, yeah, they could, uh, they could, they could beat us. They're pretty good. I think we could pro- we'll could. we probably draw. We'll probably get a draw.
2: No, come on, Javier. Talk Andrew into betting on underdog Arsenal beating Leeds. Talk him into betting some money no, on really Arsenal. No, really what I know is... Are they underdogs? I have no idea. Leeds are just no, on a nice little run I bet right you now. it's
1: even. I, I bet you it's at the even. Odds. It's not Thursday. I don't look at the odds till Thursday. Oh, okay. okay. Well, um, just like I don't know, Arsenal. Should I consider? Is the over in consideration for this game? Like, oh should yeah, there,
0: is this a two-two but like, game? The, but like the first Arsenal leads game, it, it should have been like three-three or like five-three right. leads, and then like leads are plus and then it ended up
2: nil-nil. Oh, okay, never mind. Take leads <laughs> at those <laughs> plus at those odds. Take leads, please.
0: I don't know. We're a different we're a different team this than what we when we played them last time. I said that with Villa, but like we the Villa result was could probably should have been nil nil or like one one. It was it was unlucky that we didn't score and their goal was kind of a free goal. So like I'm not I'm not I don't know. Leeds Leeds have also dropped off a little bit in terms of goal output. I mean they did not have that one like five nil against West Brom, but that required a red card. Hey. You never know Arsenal might get another red won, card. 1-2-0 against Palace on Monday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like their their goal output is slowed down. Um, but Rafinha is a very good player. He's, Rafinha, he's probably going to be taken. Denver,
2: they're all playing well.
0: No, Rafinha's actually going to be probably signed by a bigger team in the I mean, summer. There's a lot
1: of teams that going to about him playing you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I literally tweeted
0: about Rafinha being linked to Liverpool this week. So, all right. You know what? I'm going to have faith in Arsenal. We should win. I'm going to say 2-1, Arsenal. It's probably going
2: to be like 3-2, something crazy. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like Andrew's 2-2 two, two that he just threw out there to start this. Uh, the yeah, only way this match get, could get worse for me to watch is if it was a three-team death match between you, Leeds, and Tottenham. So <laughs> if you could both just uh, you know get a bunch of injuries and draw, that would be great, thanks. Yeah, go fuck yourself, out. All right, well,
1: speaking of Tottenham, they got a 2-0 victory over West Brom. Harry Kane scoring in the 54th, Min Song scoring in the 58th. They lost a wild one in the FA Cup, which we talked about earlier today. And they're going to face off against Manchester City. That's the prime game on Saturday at 12.30. Uh, speaking of that 5-4 loss, only three teams have ever scored five goals against a team managed by Jose. That Spurs in 2015 against Chelsea, Barcelona in 2010 against Real Madrid, and Everton, who just did it in it's 2021, kind of which still looks weird to read on paper against Spurs um, today. This game, the opposite fixture of this, I remember it because I hit on the under when Tottenham won 2-0, and... Uh, this was back when Tottenham were having their best part of the season. They were on top of the league. This is prior to them going Yeah, to that dance. was kind and of like when a Manchester freak City. Was was we're at oh, the man, worst. has things. Yep, things have things have changed quite a bit. And this is one. This one's going to be at the Etihad. Does anybody rate Tottenham to get anything out of this game? No, I'm going to say we
0: last time. I'm going to say three-one no. City. Okay, so t- so Tottenham getting on the score sheet. I think please. Tottenham might score. I think I think their offensive output with. Like having a healthy Kane, Son, who both I think are on thirteen goals this season, something like that. And as a duo, they're still they're still the ones that are winning matches and and scoring goals for Tottenham. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give Tottenham the credit. They're gonna score, but I think City are just gonna keep winning. I don't know. They're I don't think they're gonna lose till they play Atalanta in the Champions
2: League. Wait, what? Don't City play Atalanta? You don't think City are going to lose until they play Atalanta?
0: No. I looked at their fixtures. Like, sorry, uh, I took that to mean beat. that
2: you think Atalanta are going to beat City. <laughs> sorry. They might. Uh, they might. That's okay. what City fans uh, think. Uh, City do we'll, a... we'll, uh, we'll save that one. for. Well,
1: first of all, City are not playing Atalanta uh, I was about to Champions say, League. are they playing uh, each they're other? They're playing Gladbach. Uh, never mind. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Gladbach aren't beating them.
1: Okay. Uh, Um, What what do we what do we think of Tottenham, Everton, Arsenal, and then Gladbach?
2: What do we think of the general narrative that Tottenham are kind of Manchester City's kryptonite? Like even when it was they they kind of are, they they, they would just pop up in random games and get a draw. Even at their worst, Tottenham just seemed to get up for Manchester City games at times. I'm not saying they're going to win, but
1: Manchester City has not beaten Tottenham in the Premier League since April of 2019.
2: I mean, yeah. So two two years ago, they Tottenham. Four
1: match-ups. Uh, Tottenham won the last two fixtures, both at Tottenham, two 0 and then they drew in the they drew in the league in August of 2019, two two at the Etihad. So I, while I agree, while I see what you're saying, Alex, right now I disagree with you. I don't think anybody is stopping City right now, and I don't think Tottenham are equipped to do it. Especially, they're going to play Eric Dier in the center of defense, and he's going to do something stupid.
2: Yeah, I mean he might. They they just played Aldvir and uh what's his name? Sanchez. Dab- yeah. Dab- and so, you know, they so, obviously led in 5. So, so Is it
0: scary guys that Manchester City got better when De Bruyne went down or injured? And No Aguero and no Jesus. Like he was just like Pep was just like, "Okay, I finally have my like super secret project, like Phil Foden, you're going to play center forward and be a god." Now he's unleashed him on the league. It is scary, 100%. Gunduan is fucking unreal. Yeah. Like, this
2: is the Gunduan Gu- we saw Gundogan's, for Borussia
0: Dortmund. Yeah,
2: he's like reactivated 2013 Gunduan, And yeah, for this 10-game stretch, he's just been one of the best players in the league. But Manchester City do have a very difficult run, like you said, Andrew. Tottenham uh, at home, Everton away, Arsenal away, Gladbach away, West Ham at home. And then to start March, first game of March, Manchester United at home. So um, uh, to might keep be this the run going, they, they have to keep a level uh, that they have been sustaining for a month now. They have to keep that going for the next three weeks, basically. Um, I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying there may be hiccups along the way. And if anyone can afford like a draw here and there, it might be Manchester City. I, I don't think that would be the end of the world, but... I think I'm I'm, I'm going to lean and lean to Manchester City and just say like a close two one. I just remember dis, like just not thinking of Tottenham as even a threat the last time they played Manchester City, and
0: yeah, but this is
1: a Tottenham different city side.
2: This yeah, is like a is. pretty different city side, so uh,
1: I don't know. It's it, I want to bet the over in this game, but I I kind of disagree with you, Alex. I don't think Tottenham get on the score sheet here.
2: You're disagreeing with both of us. Okay. Well,
1: I think I think it's two nil Manchester City.
2: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, Kane coming back and starting, and with Son, I've, it seems like what Javier said, as them being like their only offense, seems to be pretty true to me. So I think that that's enough for them to score once. But I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they got shut out. They are the Manchester City are the best defense in the league. So all right, okay, we're I, not I'll, talking I'll about two, Chelsea and Newcastle, Alex. We don't need to talk about Chelsea this week. You know what? We can yeah, uh, we that's exactly where we don't we need save, talk about. We, we can we can save them to be honest. You beat we, Sheffield. we we've got no, we no, beat Sheffield. No, we're and gonna... We're playing Newcastle next. We're playing Barnsley right. tomorrow. There's nothing to talk about. Our tough run of <laughs> games is coming up after we play Southampton. Like, the week like, after, we can't
0: next. take anything from these games. Like you guys got the easiest fuck run from Tuchel. I want to see Tuchel in like a couple of big I, games. I mean,
2: it's why we fired Frank and hired Tuchel when we did, so that he could build his team against a bunch of teams that were sitting back defensively. So. You know, here at Chelsea, we, we do kind of plan like things Sheffi- a little bit.
0: Okay, we could talk a little bit, but like Sheffield, like they played pretty well and definitely scared scared you guys. Like only losing two one.
2: And... I'm being completely serious. We don't need to talk about Chelsea. Like all right, like we like you said, there, there's nothing we've really learned from these games. It's it's a shit show. I'm I, I'll talk to we'll we'll talk to me about what I think after we go into that run where we have like Everton at home and Manchester United at home and all these teams. So like, that, that's do we like, think there's
0: any chance gonna that Newcastle, Newcastle are going to, are going to
2: get something from this? Uh, yes. Just because they've turned their form around, but uh, we usually do well against them at home. Joe God
0: secret agent. Joe Willick God will be coming in. Oh, shout out Newcastle by the way, because I bet on them
1: to beat Southampton. It was a great game. And then a great game. And then, first of all, I woke up late and I literally wake up and Newcastle get a man sent off. And I'm like, and they're up 3-2. And I'm like, you got to be fucking ca-. I'm literally sitting there on pins and measles. And then around the 75th minute, somebody goes off injured from for Newcastle. And they literally held on for 15 minutes with nine men left. <laughs> and I will say credit to Joe Willick, who did a good job of getting the ball on the opposite end of the field. And shout out. Takumi Minamino, who opened his scoring account immediately for Southampton in this,
2: the game. battle of so. the Liverpool and Arsenal loan armies.
1: Literally, that was that's what it was. I mean, so. if
2: both
0: of them start keep starting for Newcastle, like yeah, they're definitely not going to get relegated. Well, and They
2: look good. Willick, Willick plays for Newcastle, and then Minamino scored for Southampton. That's what I yeah. was oh, hinting at. Yes, 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 but I
0: meant players like like that because a few teams like that got good loans. Maitland Niles for West Brom. I don't think that's going to change their fate though.
1: Alright, well, that about wraps it up from us here today. I will have my picks out at some point, either Thursday evening. Well, they'll be out Thursday evening at some point, um, at least on TikTok, and they'll probably be on Twitter and Instagram on Friday. Uh, can I just point um, out I think-
0: if West Ham beat Sheffield United, which is very likely on Monday, and Liverpool draw or lose, Uh, yeah, draw or lose, West Ham will jump into the top four.
1: Uh, if Chelsea win, they're in the top four, and we don't take points,
0: we're in the top. They're yeah, the Chelsea top and West Ham are both on thirty-nine points, I think, and Liverpool are on forty. Yes.
1: We, we know how we know how so, math works. It's very games, uh, so. it doesn't matter because Liverpool is going to beat Leicester
0: on Saturday morning.
1: Oh, so it are matter. you going
0: to wake up for that, Andrew? Uh, Doubtful.
1: 50-50. From what I'm hearing, we're taping the Brickhouse season four. Uh, premiere on Friday night, so I won't be drinking heavily, so there's a chance that I wake up. And Saturday's my day off, so I can wake up at 7.30, watch that game, and go right back to sleep at 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 9.00. Nice. We we should drink
2: heavily in unison and do one of these pods together at some point. (laughs) I feel like there's been moments here and there. this is why
1: Brickhouse got better. This is why Brickhouse got better in Season 3, is because Joe and I, for the first time, were sober. Because a little inside Brickhouse here, Joe and I would see each other every two weeks, and we would drink heavily while taping the podcast and then go out. So the podcast was literally us just recording our pregame for, for a year and a half. And then the pandemic happened. We had to start taping the pod like this. And it suddenly like got a little more organized (laughs) and we got a little bit more like professional and we stopped drinking heavily. (laughs) So suddenly everything's better. So I, I, well, yes, I agree with you, Alex, but like, I don't know. I feel like this would get way more out of hand than Brickhouse got. Out. Like we would just start calling every player a cunt and like, like who's the dirtiest player in the league. And I have like to dig up. Which there
2: was one episode that me and Hugo did together when we were just at my parents' place drunk a shit one night and at two at the morning while we were drinking i was just like do you want to record a pod right now and we'll just talk shit about chelsea i have to figure out which one that was
1: i think that was the one we did during the pandemic that was like the one episode that came out during the pandemic
2: yeah maybe maybe i'm not too sure but
1: like high pan like high pandemic season like last april or may before i would probably say last april before primarily restart i'll happened. dig it
2: up it's a fucking mess <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to do, though. Do I, I don't know if the people. <laughs> maybe need maybe to we can that. Get, we so. get hammered for the uh, Champions League previews, you know, just, you know, have extra dumb uh, predictions for that.
1: Monday's my day off. I wouldn't be opposed. All right. Well, that wraps it up today. Champions League coming. Uh, we're going to tape on Sunday night for the Champions League. So we'll have a preview out before the games kick off next week. And I believe next week is going to be the official launch of the gambling episodes that I will be producing and hosting. So uh, look out for those. As always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GoSchoolPod at Andrew Pissarro at ASMOS92 at HobbyRev9. Until next time.
2: See ya.